Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Natalie Weiss. That's right, Broadway, Off-Broadway, numerous cast recordings, and the super popular viral web series, Breaking Down the Riffs. Today, Natalie's going to share with us her tips for singing confidently, the mistakes that she sees riffers make, and how you can get started breaking down the riffs even more masterfully with her help. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to Confident Singing Made Simple. Whether you want to sing professionally or just want to impress your friends at karaoke, this show is for you if you want more consistency, control, and choices in your voice and performance skills. I'm your singing coach and host, Deanna Mayo. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get the party started. I am beyond thrilled trying to keep my act together, be cool, because today I get to interview one of my most favorite experts, a woman who has been there, done that, knows it all, especially when it comes to riffs and runs. Please welcome my very special guest, Natalie Watts. Hi, that was so sweet. (laughs) I feel so cool now. Thank you. You are cool. (laughs) And I am now cool by association. Yes. That's the way I like to think of it. I'm so excited that you're here. And I know that the, the entire singing world is absolutely thrilled and excited about the guide to breaking down the riffs. Congratulations on the launch. Thank you. Been a whirlwind. I can't even imagine. And also just the amount of energy, time, Mm -hmm. energy, and money that has gone into putting it together. It's so obviously crafted with love and care and high quality. I think every singer should have it, whether they consider themselves a pop singer or not. You know, exactly. That is the goal. Yeah. Well, I thought to start out, I would love for you to just share a little bit about your journey. You know, when did you decide to become a singer? How did you go about, you know, getting your education, both uh, formal and the the one by hard knocks? So mm-hmm. would you share a little bit about your journey with us? Sure. So um, I grew up in New Jersey and my parents put me in classical piano lessons at age four. Um, definitely started as a piano player first. Um, and then like would put on shows for my family, like um, after going to like Madonna concert and Billy Joel and Janet Jackson. So I was kind of introduced to music. And then they, my parents took me to see Les Mis at like seven years old. And I was like in the back, had no idea what was going on. I was like, where's on my own? Um, I also definitely had, <laughs> I didn't care about any of the plot. And then I saw Phantom of the Opera. I, I definitely was all, this is actually an interesting tidbit that a lot of people don't know is that I had vocal nodules twice. I had vocal nodules as a four-year-old and when I was 13. So I was the child who was screaming at age three or four. And I went to speech therapy really early on. My parents were like, well, she's never going to be a singer. It doesn't matter. And they did not know that. So I was never the child that was like, you know, vibrato and like fully singing. Well, I didn't know how to sing at all until yesterday. Basically, I really didn't know how to sing correctly until end of high school, beginning of college. So I definitely had um, in the talent show in fourth grade, I played the piano. In fifth grade, I was like, I'm going to sing a Whitney Houston song. And then all of a sudden I could sing with vibrato and could riff very lightly. So I did the, I did play Peter Pan when I was 10 and I could sing like, I'm flying, but it was like nosy, like really screamy. 
Yeah. Um, and then I could sing, you know, like, um, teach them well and let them. It was like, show them all the beauty they possess inside. And then that's not how it sounded tonally, but I was like, oh, I guess I maybe could sing a little bit. So, you know, little singing here and there, no lessons, no, no idea what I was doing, making it up, still loving pop music, imitating singers growing up. Um, and then high school, light dabbling in like group lessons, some private, nothing really um, official. I went to a performing arts high school to study acting. So, you know, we took, we took group voice, we took some privates, still no, really no idea what I was doing. Then I went to Penn State, excuse me, I went to Penn State University for musical theater. And that's where I met my mentor, Mary Saunders Barton, who is huge in the vocal world. And, huge. um, huge. So, uh, she taught me everything I know in terms of balancing the voice and mixing, because when I came to school, a very famous story was, you know, I, you know, I was a good singer, not to be like cocky, but I, I could sing, but there was no such well, thing. Oh, you got into Penn State musical. I got into Penn State. I had natural yeah. ability. No, still no clue what I was doing. We never do. I had basic training. So my first day of um, freshman year, a very famous story from Mary Saunders, um, Love of My Life, is that I was singing The Story Goes On from Baby, which is this very big, quote unquote, high belty song. And I was really good at it in high school. And I was like, that was my song. So my first day of class, they were like, okay, sing your best song. And I was like, I'm going to do this one. So my voice was like two voices. I was like, you know, her child will feel when I'm gone. Yes, all that was is part oh, of me. I just was like singing like that. And Mary was like, that might as well, you might as well have just said exactly what my experience was. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. So wrote, yeah. I had no connection at all. No, there was no such thing. So she yeah. wrote down on paper. She was like, I saw her noting. I was like, oh, and then she was like, the story went on, but your voice didn't. And that was the famous <laughs> Mary phrase. So she taught us like the first day of class, this whole chart of blending chest and head. And I was like, what's this? And nowadays, there are like 10 year olds that come to me and they're like, I'm going to mix. And I'm like, girl, can we work on pitch first? How do you even know what this is? You know what I mean? No kidding. So that was a big journey for me. And I was working on it until sophomore year when it really clicked for me and I totally understood it. And I'm still learning, you know, 15, 20 years later, every yeah. day I learned something new about my voice from singing and from teaching and from sitting in my bedroom, figuring out my voice. So I sort of was the type of person that I practiced never and 24 seven. That's sort of how I explain my practice. I was never like, he, 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 he. It was never like that. I was like figuring out my voice all the time. So this whole yeah. pop thing was like, I started my vocal coaching for free in college because, or in high school, because my friends would be like, is this pitchy? Or, you know, help me with this song. Cause I play the piano. So that's kind of how I started the whole coaching thing. People trusted my opinion. And I also did want to go to school for music ed. I applied for both. I decided theater people were my people. So I went for musical theater. So my senior year of college, I was singing a dream girl song at the head of the program's house, which was totally inappropriate. Uh, I was making yeah, like an opera were, joke. We were just not, we weren't thinking about stuff like that back no, then. No, I was like, I played Rose Alvarez and Bye Bye Birdie. And I'm basically translucent and I'm Italian American. Yeah. Like, but 25 years ago, we didn't think about that stuff. Thank God. We didn't we're think coming. about that stuff yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But the good news is that this African-American freshman who is amazing and I credit everything to him, not everything, the beginning, this lovely young man was filming it and he was screaming things like, yeah, girl, yeah, girl. And he put it on this thing called youtube.com. 
And that was 15 years ago. And that video started it all for me. Now I always explain my career as an accident and on purpose because I sort of rode the wave of the accident, had a lot of ideas in my head. And, and my whole thing was like building on this following that built from a, an accident. It was the right place, the right time. The musical theater community was happening on YouTube. Uh, I graduated, my senior showcase went viral. And when I say viral, I mean almost at 100,000. Now TikTok is billions. So in the world, it was like a niche, you know, yeah. a niche famous thing. Um, so fast forward, I graduate, I audition at the same time. All the musical theater writers were happening at the same time. So when one composer sees you do something, I happen to be on multiple albums, which was say yes to everything. And it's weird yeah. to me that I grew up imitating singers and now these students come in and sing the songs that I originated, didn't write, but originated on the album. And it's just so crazy right. to me that that's how they learned it from YouTube or the track. So then uh, should I talk about breaking down the riffs now or wait until you Well, I was just gonna ask, yeah. Um, so how did breaking down the riffs start? <laughs> you beat me to it. Right, right. So basically, you know, I do some shows, national tours, a Broadway show while I am. I love how you make it sound like such a small, like, yeah, it's no big deal. I did a couple shows on Broadway, I did off-Broadway, I did commercial I, tours. I say that to be like, okay, while I was hustling, you know, through many agents dropping me and, and auditioning by myself, going to open calls and mm -hmm. quitting the business every five seconds and creating my solo shows and creating videos and having students on the side, not a full coaching business. Like, I mean, don't need a waitressing job. You're, you're from Norway and you're coming to New York and you want a lesson? Sure. It was like that. And a lot yeah. of one-offs, a lot of people, tourist kids who would want to take one lesson. And I would either make a breakthrough in 10 minutes and never see them again, or they'd come back in two years. I didn't have a regular studio. Very, oh, very Way atypical. better than waiting tables, though. That's Absolutely. too. Yeah. I had a built-in clientele because of YouTube, which isn't normally the case. You know, a lot of YouTube people aren't teachers per se. I just sort of had a knack for it and have learned so much about how how I teach throughout the years. So when I was on the tour of Les Mis, which I thought I would be on for six months max as a swing, I was like, I have no interest in swinging. I didn't think I was auditioning to be a swing. I was off stage a lot. I had a lot of downtime. And one of my friends was like listening to Beyonce's Halo, I guess, which had come out a few years prior. She was like, how many notes are in the riff on the word night? And I was like, let me listen. So I listened. I was like, okay, there are seven notes and it's kind of like a scale, but not. So why don't you tilt your head on the fifth note and then you'll nail it. And she was like, cool, that works. <laughs> so I actually tested this method out on my wardrobe supervisor and she was basically toned up and could do it. So I was like, oh my God, I think I'm on to something like this pop singing for dummies method. So I sort of remembered that riff. Then I remembered a few that I had like learned in the past and was going to make one video with like, hi guys, I'm here with 10 riffs. And then I was like, let me just start with one. I sort of cast each episode as this riff would fit this singer because it was people in my cast. It was obviously singers, but I couldn't have somebody that was unbelievable at riffing. It had to be like agile, but couldn't be tone deaf. But also mm -hmm. the point is they were medium riffers so that they were like, whoa, that's cool, you know? So right. I would come up with lingo that was easy for people to be like on the street being like, and you go up and down and one, a fourth, you know, anything yes. where they could recite it. 
and then it took off and then it took off and then uh, I had a friend who had a good camera and was an incredible editor which is so funny to me because video editing is such a part of my life now and I'm a basic editor like I have good comic timing but I don't know anything about color correcting like I'm not a real editor but um so much of my life is video editing and and I was so grateful because I could have done a photo booth video I was about to film on my old computer he was like I got you I have this great camera let me edit for you wow and then uh then I had to figure out how to make it uh attainable for in-person workshops so I simplified it even farther including this new drawing visual component which came in much later on which is like the whole basis of this new course I have is so visual and auditory um it's just kind of developed over time and simplified well no i mean let's be fair you had a visual component because there were things happening with hands yes my hands right? so i'm very visual see that yeah so you could see that the person seeing it could feel it hear it see it like you were capturing all of the learning senses that way well thank you i know because i don't I understand to the, yeah the tori kelly pyt riff video like yeah more times than i could count i think that was nine years ago it's crazy oh no eight years ago and it's it was still like 13 going strong yeah just yeah. um really great stuff like i yeah i'm sure i've seen all of them we don't like to talk about the brows and the bob that was an old look i'll never repeat but anyway um hey, look we all have that stuff you know we had a stage and now we're not going to go back we're going to age backwards that's what my friend says and that was very again. on trend so if anyone's throwing <laughs> shade at natalie no, for it's the okay. bob, I, I joke about it i joke about it it's the brows <laughs> um yeah. but the whole hand thing is like you can't see me right now but I'm so visual. I don't understand how when my students sing, let's say a riff going like, ah, and their hands go the other yeah. way, it makes my insides hurt. So I'm like, yep. no, no, no. Here is where your hands go, you know, yes. so visual. I got to map it out. I do too. Okay. So speaking of breaking down riffs, when people come to see you mm -hmm. or stop you on the street, which I'm sure probably I can't imagine it doesn't happen or in the, you know, before in the, you know, waiting for an audition, maybe mm -hmm. even yeah. what, what are the mistakes you you see people make as they're working? Okay. On so a couple of things that I see, um, need, this is a big one. And I have this in my course and I don't talk about it as a problem. I talk about it as another way of doing a simple three note riff. There are a lot of girls, especially like musical theater girls are like, I can't riff. And I'm like, no, 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 you can stop. That's what the course is for. But they do this thing where they add the extra trill and they don't know how to take it out. So they'll be like, ah. mm. and I'm like, all right, let's try this one. Ah. And they go, ah. no, no, no. One, two, three. And they go, ah. no, 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 no. Ah. And they can't hit the second note. And I'm like, let's do it literally eight times slower. Ah. Yep. Ah. <laughs> ah. And then they get it, but then they do it fast and they can't undo the complication of the riff. And I'm just trying to Why provide- Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think, honestly, I'm not trying to say this in like a conceited way, but I don't think anyone's ever broken it down for them. And I'm happy I would, to be a part of that. Yeah, I would guess that that's probably part of it. I would also imagine many of them don't have any other instrument training and an understanding of scale. Possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard that. I was like, wait, you're you making it more complicated. It 
you are actually over complicating it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I always want people to be aware of what they're doing. So that mm -hmm. sounds great. Let's try this way. And so you have more in your toolbox, you know? Absolutely. Variety is, is the spice of life, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they make it more complicated or they don't really know what they're singing. They don't really. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times too many. So if people mm -hmm. come in and they're like, oh my God, Natalie's here. She must want a thousand riffs. And it's quite actually, <laughs> it's actually quite the opposite. I love a singer that is like tone, 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 melody, tasteful choices, and then one sick pattern and then held out notes. And so I get this a lot. I'll go to a performance. Let's say somebody's excited. They're like, I couldn't believe you were here. Did you hear my extra riff? And I was like, no, it, I was actually paying attention to the acting. And I think that I've potentially people have said you've created this culture of over riffing and i'm like okay thank you no don't blame me for this i'm trying to teach yeah. you how to execute them but you know a lot of the the whole breaking down the riff thing is not about acting ever in my workshops i talk about how this is how you do it now let's decide if it needs it you know it's only right. about what is the meaning what do you need i think that nobody's really seeing that unless they're watching I have one masterclass online that I'm like, this is an emotional song. Why are you riffing at me or something like that? So it's I've important. Seen it. and I've seen all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember which song it was. Was it maybe? I think it was I Can't Make You one? Love Me. Oh, mm -hmm. I actually got a note from a, a very tenured singer that happens to be in my town, used to do a lot of work in Vegas back in the, you know, the heyday. And she told me I couldn't sing that song. I was too young. This is like 10 years ago. And I was a little irked. And now I understand what she meant. Cause you I have really like couldn't. The life experience. No, cause everyone, you know, loves me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm from Indianapolis originally, but I'm in Portland, Oregon. And oh, I love Portland. You know, now I've had plenty of heartbreak. I can totally sing that song, you know, but you, uh -huh. it really is about the acting piece then because all the vocal stylings all together can still be very, very boring to watch. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the show is confident singing made simple. So I would love to know a time when you just felt like, you nailed it. One of your most favorite performing memories where you were just at your most confident. <clears throat> Can you think of one or 20? We've got all oh day. Oh my goodness. I know there's a lot. I'm going to have to really think about this for a second. Yeah, please do. While you're thinking about it, how about I'll let people know how they can become roofing experts as well. Okay, cool. Let me think about this. Yes. All right. So y'all, here's the dealio. Natalie has recently launched the guide to breaking down the rifts. She has poured her heart, soul, time, energy, and money into taking everything she knows about riffing, breaking it down. That's right. I said it super simple so that you can become a better riffer. But really, I think knowing what I know about Natalie, you're going to end up being a better singer no matter what genre you sing because she's so great at teaching and breaking things down and i've heard her say many times she thinks people can be great workers especially you know if they focus on pitch well we all need good pitch so you want to check it out 
and the investment is a super good deal, especially when you consider what it costs to coach with Natalie privately, and there's only one of her, and she doesn't have all the time to be coaching all the people. And you can repeat, you can go back in, you can, you know, really, you know, we don't learn things the very first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need repetitions, as is, you know, with all learning. I'm sure Natalie repeated a good number of things in her piano studies as well. So mm-hmm. go get yourself a copy and you're going to save. Um, so you can get your copy and she's even got a super generous installment option as well. So you can spread the investment out over time. And then you've got, you know, your access, you can go in little bit by little bit. You can binge it all instead of binging a Netflix show and just <laughs> go nuts. Uh, you need to get it. And yeah, that's all there is to it. Like, it's very rare for me to say, this is the thing you need that thing. I usually say, well, this is what has worked for me. No, go get yourself your access to the guide to breaking down the risk. You will not be sorry. Thank you. We, we do recommend that you do it in multiple sittings because it is a lot. It is a lot to digest. It's like a totally new way of thinking about it. Even my most musical friends have been like, whoa, I've never thought about it like that. Um, and just a, just a different approach. Um, and there are quizzes that are super fun throughout, make your ear go, whoa, I've never listened to pop singing like that. And the deliverables at the end of all the PDFs, they're very comprehensive playlists and every riff I break down, it's hundreds of, of um, playlists and uh, what is the word, songs on the playlist and reference guides to add to your pop library. And a workbook wow. and a drawing blank pages so you can draw your riffs. Lots of well, my plan is to uh, participate through while I'm on a plane in a couple weeks. <gasps> oh, and how do I you do it on the app? Or can you do it on the app? <laughs> uh, you can do it on the I'm app. I'm not sure yet. How I'm, I'm sure I can do it through the app, but I'm also just thinking that uh, the person sitting next to me is going to be really grateful. Oh, <laughs> you can't kidding. practice out loud. Maybe you can visualize <laughs> the picture and sing very I quietly. Will. And when I get to my destination, I'm sure I will be on fire to yes. start practicing. What yeah. if you were just a riffer at the end without making one sound on the plane? Like you just it's totally did it, possible. I think, it and then could do it. I think it. it's possible that someone could be if they have, you know, they have decent pitch to begin with. They have an understanding of registration. That's cool. I think, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'm willing to be the guinea pig in that experiment. But that would be funny. I'll let, yeah. you know how, I'll let you know how it goes. And my poor mother, I'm going to be staying with her while I visit. So she'll have to hear you. getting an airful and it's just fine. Yes. Um, I'm trying to okay, think of so your question. Confident memory. Well, you know, I mean, recently you got to sing for Jojo on Instagram, right? <laughs> that was not a confident moment, but that's hilarious. No, gosh, that was sure a panic like moment. It. No, that was, I'm such a good, like looking like I'm nailing. Cause I'm like, you know, self-deprecating. So everything's fine. I'm not, I was joking. Like I have no words in my head. Everything's fine. But if you're like, a professional, I was dying inside, but I can sing on pitch. So I was like, I was trying to be like, I nailed it. I wasn't like, wow, I nailed that. I was like, what a moment, you know? I think in recent years, I would say after I've put together a very thorough, thorough solo show and written it with my buddies, when I run off stage, I'm like, yo, that joke landed, we nailed it. I would run off and be like, that song slayed and I can say it to my buddies. Um, there are moments where I have come off stage crying and said, oh, I messed that up. My friends are like, are you insane? There's a video of me online that is one of my favorite videos now. In the moment I came off stage crying, like I'm a nutcase, like 
perfectionist vibes, like nobody else would know. I've totally um, second guessed things, but the confidence is when it's prepared. I do it off the cuff. Sometimes I prepare my shows, but do it off the cuff. Getting a lot of laughter makes me feel like it's really landing and something I wanted to do flew out of my mouth how I wanted it to. Uh, And then you're like, yeah, it just feels so gratifying. The thing I want most folks to take away, I want them to take away from this is you can be highly skilled and have, you know, the level of success you have aspired to and still want more for yourself and for your career. I think people think, actually, I know that they think because they tell me, so-and-so probably never makes a mistake, never takes a lesson, doesn't have to oh, follow my think, social no. media. I post mistakes all the time. Process is my favorite content. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think the the more you build your career, the more you actually do practice and rehearse mm-hmm. and prepare because there's more on the line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So if you could sing with anyone that you haven't sung with yet, let's say dead or alive just for fun can you give us some names like who would you really love to um i guess i would say probably billy joel just because nostalgia vibes you know um totally i would say jesse J. like Mm -hmm. even though we like this is a very random funny story but i she's just like my top three i just love her so much um she's amazing confidence just vibe music everything but it about 11 years ago i was invited by a friend to a private showcase from her so it was just 200 people in a room and i was in the front row like ooh, she did three songs and i yell out big white room and she goes aren't you the girl to cover my song she's got more views than me and i was dying i would have died too literally i was like excuse me can we sing together um stevie wonder i'm sure you know for sure Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I love Jessie J. And, you know, a while back she did just a snippet of like how she works through developing different parts of her voice. She sang like, I don't know, the first verse and chorus of uh, Hero by Mariah Carey, like as upper register head voicey as possible. Mm-hmm. And I used that to shoot, just like I use your videos oh, to teach you. because I want people to see like people still practice. People yeah. are experimenting with their voice. You don't hit like a place where, you know, so I had a student ask me once, so, you know, like when were you done? And I was like, never done. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I discover things all the time. Absolutely. All right. So when it comes to singing, you know, we're all about confidence singing here, no matter what your level. So what would be some of your favorite tips to tell singers on how to sing with confidence? I guess one of them is fake it till you make it. So like if you act confident, then you're like, yeah, I'm going to nail this. Even if you like maybe want to die inside, it's like you got to play a part. So that plays a part. Um, And there's a Mm -hmm. difference between like confidence and like cocky. I'm very like, I appear confident, but I'm also like very self-deprecating. It's just part of my humor and defense mechanism, whatever you call it. But um, don't look at it don't look at it as cocky you gotta like hold yourself you know um strong and tall um don't compare yourself to others which is really hard um 
I always love really to like hard. be surrounded by a lot of good people because like I, I'm such a big people connector. Like at my birthday party, I had a course launch party with friends and I was like, you don't know this person? You How do you not know each other? I just like to like bring everyone together and so that there's like a big community. Surround yourself with a big community mm -hmm. is a big one for me. Um, yeah. And I think practice. Well, preparation. Know, right? It sounds so cliche, cliche, but mm -hmm. that's, that's it, right? And training and keep learning and ask questions. Yeah. All good advice. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to make sure to put out into the pod universe before we wrap up for today? I was just going to say, just because this happened like yesterday again, is the craziest part of my career has been singers that I've idolized forever that have reached out to me for vocal coachings that I still can't believe is happening still. And I'm such a fangirl that I not only, oh, I, I love you. It's like, no, no, no. 13-year-old Natalie, 17-year-old Natalie is now like a colleague with somebody. And I'm like, what is my life? Because I wanted to be famous. Now it's like, no, I want to be less famous. <laughs> you know, yeah. you think you want to be famous when you're younger, not through the internet, because there was no such thing when I was a kid. Uh, for me too. And yeah, fame and fortune or just fame was what I wanted. And then I had a very specific moment where I said, you know, actually, I don't want that life. I'm, I, I, this is going to probably sound awful, but I'm happy being a, a medium sized fish in a small pond yeah. and helping other people to become bigger fish versions of themselves, right? In whatever size pond they want to play in. It's so gratifying. And I know you probably get a ton of enjoyment and fulfillment from the coaching you do, especially when you mm -hmm. get to coach, you know, yeah, it's, it's also a lot of pressure though, because you feel like I have to help everyone, which I've yeah. been, you know, I don't know if the word is coached or um, advice given about you don't have to help everyone. You can't. And I'm like, no, but I have to help no. everyone. And I don't help everyone. And, but I feel like a, a certain click or a vibe with very specific people. And I love those connections that I form where it's like, whoa, this is a really good fit. This vibe is. Yeah. Fit is so important. And that's mm -hmm. the thing I, I try to coach people to when they're looking for a teacher. Mm -hmm. There's got it. You got to be vibing with that person. It's not going to work. Otherwise, you're going to have a level of trepidation or hesitation. And you're not going to be able to do your best work if that's not there. Mm -hmm. um, so how you just described working with these people who, you know, were celebs in your 13 year old, 17 year old life. That's how I feel today, having you Aww. on the show. So thank you. So no, I'm not joking. Like I, I let Aww. a couple of clients know ahead of time. I reached out to Natalie. She said yes. I'll let you know when she schedules. Okay, it's tomorrow. Like, and you know, I am much cooler by association. <laughs> thanks to you, this is really quite a dream. Uh, and I can't wait to have you back because the world needs what you're putting out there. Oh, You're helping singers you. all over the world. We are so fortunate Crazy. to have your expertise in this format because there's only one of you and you deserve to have a life in addition to coaching. <laughs> Thank and teaching. you. And I can't stress enough. Everyone needs to go get their access to the guide to breaking down the riffs. ASAP. Uh, Natalie has poured so much into it and it is a tremendous value. It's going to benefit you your entire career lifelong. So just go get your copy like now. Yesterday is even better. 
And yeah. um, please help me in thanking my amazing guest. I'm trying to keep it cool. Thank you Natalie for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Ready to break down the riffs and be the pop singer you've always dreamed of? Just visit confidentvoicestudio.com forward slash BDTR for breaking down the riffs to get Natalie's course today. Check out the show notes to get the link to the guide to breaking down the riffs so you can get your copy, Start Riffing Like a Pro with Natalie's help. That link is confidentvoicestudio.com forward slash BDTR for breaking down the riffs. Get your copy today. You won't be sorry. Once again, thank you so much for being here with me today. Now, if what you heard today resonates with you and you want to continue the conversation, then I want to personally invite you to join our private community over on Facebook. It is filled with singers just like you who are rowing their boat in the same direction. So visit us over at Confident Singing Made Simple on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Confident Singing Made Simple. Until the next time, here's to your fantastic success.